alert, spoilers, I am Adam, taking longer than he should have to eat a, eat a cookie. So, I said this morning we're going to talk about um, Love, Death, and Robots, Season 3, which I think is an underrated show. Um, it always makes the top 10 on Netflix whenever it comes out, which, let's be honest, it's not independently reported by anyone. It is Netflix reporting their own top 10. And usually, the top 10 is dominated by Netflix original program, like Rescued by Ruby, or Senior Year, or any number of other things. Um, and, and I can guarantee that this weekend, the number one thing on Netflix is going to be um, Stranger Things. Like, somehow, the number one thing on Netflix for a while was Iron Fist, and you're like, well, that doesn't make much sense. But, regardless... You know, right now, it is uh, number one on Netflix for, you know, or it, it was in the top ten on Netflix, uh, but you never really see too much buzz about it, and I'm disappointed about that. So it's a great show. It's an anthology-style show with science fiction elements, and it's entirely animated, and it does so much with the medium of animation that it's worth watching. If you liked watching Star Wars Visions, you will definitely like Love, Death, and Robots, because Love, Death, and Robots is, you know, similar, but, you know, not Star Wars, where if we take, you know, science fiction concepts and give these studios a budget and let them do whatever they want, um, and, and, and follow that, um, it, it, it's kind of just a science fiction version of a science, a animation version of a uh, of a science fiction anthology book of short stories, where it's like we're going to take these things, we're going to do concise storytelling, and we're going to go into you know these weird places and see what kind of weird stories people have to tell using this medium. And when you look at like you know what 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 has come out, and it's like you know I think the only one that's really recurring. I mean, maybe it's just it's the only one that really sticks in my head. Um, is the one with the three robots that leads off. Uh, the three robots that are wandering around, you know, the end of humanity and looking at the, the various, um, you know, the things that went wrong and kind of doing an autopsy on why humanity died. Now, these have always been the most heavy-handed, I think, of the shorts that are in this collection where it's the most outright political um, in what it you know, in saying what it believes and, and putting it all out there on Front Street. Um, I think that, that that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just something that if you're a more conservative listener, and, and let's be honest, if you're a more conservative listener, you're probably not listening to this. Um, you probably won't get a kick out of it. Um, and it is worth, you know, it is, you know, kind of amusing. And, and the characters are very endearing and all of that. Um, the... The third one, which I'm forgetting the name of, but it's the one about the the, the astronaut who crash lands on a what's it called on a um, on, I think it's Io or Europa or one of them. It's one of the moons of Jupiter, and um, has to make her way to evacuate the planet. Um, and I, it is my favorite of the batch. Um, it is just so beautiful. Um, and the animation is so well done and so unique and unlike anything that I've seen really anywhere else. I mean, you have to 
watch this. Um, that, that's one that you should definitely watch. So it's not really trying to say anything either, and I think that that's something... Like, I'm not saying that it should be apolitical, um, especially with science fiction, but science fiction as a genre is inherently political, um, more so than anything else, because science fiction is designed to hold up the mirror to society and be like, look at what's going on, and you can't do that in an apolitical way, and if you are trying to do it in an apolitical way, you're failing at what the medium is used for, um, because even things like Dune and things like, you know, like, like Dune is a very political work, I mean, even to an extent, like, considering how science is politicized, looking at, like, you know, Frankenstein, you know, the OG work of science fiction, um, if you look at that and you go, and, and you, you look at what, what it is, it's, you know, this question of what should man do, you know, what is going too far when, when, when man looks at what, you know, what, you know, takes up the role of what God should do, it's, that's what it is, it's like, and, and that, that debate doesn't end. I mean, we still have that debate now with stem cell research and, and all of that. It's like, where, where does the line get drawn? Um, and that's, that is what, you know, that's what that's about. Is what happens if man plays God? And, and as we've moved into, you know, more, like more advanced technology, um, the questions have gotten more intricate and all of that. And the, the debate has changed, but... That's what science fiction is used for. And, and while this story, you know, isn't about, you know, like, doing anything like that, you know, it, it's her mixing the drugs in her system to try and progress and move forward and, and, and all of that instead of, you know, just dying. And then ultimately her fate being, you know, she did all of that for, for ultimately nothing. It, it's such a great story. Um, it's such a beautiful piece of art. In the same way that I love the windshield wiper um, at the uh, the Academy Award nominated short films this year, um, this this is also my favorite. I think of this is my favorite of the set. Um, the uh, Night of the Little Dead, I think it was called, um, where it's you know it is a miniature world that is you know a zombie apocalypse. It is so so funny and so, so well done. It, it turns the zombie, you know, what's it called, the zombie uh, apocalypse kind of story archetype on its head. It does it in such a unique and interesting way that it makes the entire, that it's, it's worth watching. Um, and it's also very entertaining. I didn't really care for, you know, a few of the other ones. The second one, um, like, I, I didn't really care for. I had a problem with, um, Number one, it felt too much like a science fiction short that was that made the list of the top short stories of last year, um, The Crawfather. It felt a little bit like that um, in a weird way, and I liked that, but I didn't really like you know this in in that in, in the same way. Um, and it's weird, even though I, I'm fairly certain that's Tom Hiddleston in the in the lead, uh, and he does a great job. And then there's the one with the military. I'm I'm militaried out um, in science fiction. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm maybe I'm the vocal minority on this, but 
I, I, I'm, I'm tired of military stories and, and, and imperialist stories and, you know, all this kind of thing. Especially when they're going to do Predator, which is what they felt like. And it's like, eh, I don't know. Um, but all in all, it's worth watching. It is very much worth watching, this, this collection. Um, they're a half hour a piece in this anthology style. So it's not a huge time commitment at any given point. You can watch one and, you know, go, you know, do whatever you want, come back, watch another one, and not worry about losing your place and losing what you were, you know, where was the story up until this point? Oh, you have to, you know, is there a recap I have to watch? No, you can just pick it up and go, and, and, it's, it, 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 and it does that very well. Um, it feels kind of like Black Mirror in that regard, where it is kind of, you know, the anthology style. I wish more there were more anthology shows, um... I feel like that would be a, that that'd be a really interesting kind of thing. Like if they like if they did like an anthology like um, drama, I feel like that could be really cool. Where it's like we don't follow one family, but we follow like the workings of a different family every episode. Um, I feel like that'd be a really cool thing to put on like ABC or something. Um, considering how fucking brainless this is. I watched one episode of This Is Us. And I'm just, I'm sitting there watching, I'm like, people think this is good. Like, this this has a devoted fan base, and people love this show. This this is counting as, as quality now. Um, and again, it, it comes back to my problem, where it's like, you know, well-written doesn't mean big words. Um, and this motherfucker, it's been a fucking full year, and this creepy-ass rabbit statue is still chilling outside his house. I want to know what happened that led to that rabbit statue existing, and how it led to, how that guy led to having that rabbit statue. I don't know. Um, but it's like, it's like, big words does not mean good writing, and using a lot of metaphors does not mean good writing. I think the most baseline level of good writing that we need to do is that everyone has a unique motivation, everyone has a unique voice, and everyone sounds different. Like, there's no bigger pet peeve of mine than watching a TV show or reading a comic book or, re- or, or you know, reading a book or watching a movie and every character sounds like they're cut from the same snarky or same, like, MFA student cloth. And it's like, it's just not entertaining to, to watch. So, yeah, it's one of those things that it's like, this show is very unique and very different. Um... So, yeah, so we'll wrap up there for today. I think we've covered enough ground on this. It's an anthology show. Um, if you like Star Wars Visions, um, give this a, a shot. Because it has that same feel of we're taking something and we're giving everything, everything. You know, there is the motif of it being science fiction. So everything is either an alien or everything is a, something of that regard. Um, like, you know, robots or aliens or space travel. Or everything is in that regard, um, and everything is, you know, taking that approach, and what, 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 because of that, you know, everyone has their own spin on it, everyone has their own take on that style of story, and it is just letting people tell that style of story, uh, I think that, you know, in a world where Tim Miller did not direct, um, what's it called, did not direct Deadpool 2, and didn't direct, um, and did end up directing Terminator Dark Fate, I feel like this is the best use of his abilities. Um, and I feel like, you know, he, he made out pretty well on this, uh, working on this project and doing this, and, and, and doing three seasons of it. Um, 
it is so worth your time to watch, and it is, you know, go check it out, um, it's on Netflix, um, and you can, you can watch it now, I mean, you can, you can turn off this podcast right now, and go and watch it, uh, and I would recommend you do that, um, so, uh, tomorrow I'm going to discuss men, unless I watch something else tonight, and then do a review of it, I still haven't gotten an advanced copy of Kenobi yet, I don't know if they're going to send it or not, I requested one, um, with their little link that I have that you, you fill out to request advanced copies of their Disney Plus material. Um, I mean, they did give it to me for Moon Knight, so I don't know if they're going to give it to me for, um, for, for, I, 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 pro, I, I requested for Miss Marvel, I requested for, um, for Kenobi, I'm going to request for She-Hulk when She-Hulk, uh, comes out, uh, is announced, or when, when, you know, when that reaches their press site, I guess, you know, maybe I approved, maybe I did it too early, but the thing is, no one else has released theirs either. There hasn't been a, a full press review or, or social media reactions even from media um, regarding the, uh, the, the show, so it is possible they just haven't sent them out yet. Um, and I don't remember how far out it was from Moon Knight's initial release that, the, that you know, the press screener was in my email. I really got to take a look at that, um, and we'll have kind of guesstimate when we're going to have this available, to, you know, to be discussed on the show. Um, so men tomorrow, unless I watch anything else tonight. Oh, Prehistoric World starts tonight, I might, I might start that. Um, Prehistoric World, the new Richard Attenborough, or David Attenborough, whichever one wasn't in Jurassic Park, he's in the, he's the narrator. Um, so men tomorrow morning unless I see something else, um, and then, ooh, tonight, uh, late tonight, we should have a reaction to the trailer for Kenobi, unless the trailer, uh, not, not Kenobi, uh, Thor Love and Thunder, unless the trailer for Thor Love and Thunder has a lot in it that's important to discuss, uh, in which case, that'll be tomorrow morning, and men will be tomorrow evening, um, after I go to work, um, but either way, Report both back to back tomorrow morning. And a sizable amount of driving to do tomorrow. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see how it all plays out. But, you know, tomorrow, men here. Tomorrow, or tonight, uh, Thor Love and Thunder trailer uh, on 30 Minute Reviews. So until then, have a great rest of your week.